What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not Up For 30 podcast? What's up, y'all? This is episode two of Pod Life. Now, before you go crazy looking for episode one, I just wanted to let you know, there actually isn't an episode one. We kind of did it with Mark Blevis. Um, so I'm counting that as episode one, even though we didn't know what we were doing. Now, if you don't know what you're listening to, Pod Life is a brand new sub-series I've been working on while the Billy Shears podcast studio is under construction. Pod Life is a really bad ripoff of what Mark Blevis does on the podcast lounge and a little spin like what Jerry Seinfeld does in comedians in cars getting coffee. So it's kind of a little bit of A, a little bit of B, basically It's me interviewing podcasters talking about podcasting. The best way I can put it. Anyways, I hope you enjoy this. This is something that I had a lot of fun putting together. Uh, I'm on the tail end of recording the last couple right now, but all of August and maybe some of September will be pod life. And then maybe we'll sprinkle a couple in once we meet new people in the podcast world. There are a couple interviews out there that I'm hoping to do that um, that still haven't been locked in. So, but on with episode two. This interview is with one of our own, Tim Carr from the Midnight Owl. Tim Carr takes an amateur look at occult and supernatural occurrences, sprinkles in some secret societies, and does that ex filey thing. This gives me goosebumps every time I push play. And I hope it does you too. I'm so happy to have known, to met and know Tim Carr because I believe what he's doing is something special. This is episode two, technically one, but two of Pod Life. Welcome to your Pod Life. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not For 30 podcast and the Midnight Owl? Joining me via technology, my man, the man who runs the steery ship that is known as Midnight Owl, Mr. Tim Carr. What's up, baby? Hoot, hoot. Hoot, hoot. Welcome to the night shift. Yeah, this is, this, this is even later, like this is probably normal for you, this is not normal for me. <laughs> oh, you start getting used to it, man. It gets real weird after dark. Yeah. I'm, you know... I got this, I don't know if I got a second win, but I also started taking, like, um, cognitive enhancers, so my brain is just firing right now, and I can't, I can't rest my head, I've, so right now, for those who know, who don't know, it's 10.30, uh, and at this time, most nights, I'm in bed, laying next to my beautiful hot wife, and I'm ready to fall the fuck asleep, and... I've started to take these cognitive enhancers, and I purposely took one a little bit later in the day, knowing that we were going to sit down and record, but I have been way too productive for my own good. I think this might be a long night. So cognitive enhancer, like, is that uh, one of those amino acids, or like, what, what, what exactly is it? So if, if anybody follows the Joe Rogan podcast, he's a big proponent to uh, cognitive supplements or anything to help enhance um um focus like um focus on topics or um brain brain enhancing or functionality is probably the better kind of like that mental clarity kind of thing 
I think so. Um, his, his brand's called uh, Alpha Brain, and I, I, I purchased it a couple years back, and I thought it was all right. Like, I definitely felt something going on, but it's it's about uh, 80 bucks for their larger bottle, and I'm not, I'm not spending 80 bucks US and then shipping and then any other possible fees to then take this supplement. So I just looked around locally for some maybe Canadian brands or something that wasn't as cost effective or more. That's a, yeah, that's a hell of a lot of money, like 80 bucks uh, American plus the shipping for something yeah. that kind of works. Right. Like even or, if you're, yeah. So for me, I was kind of, I was kind of knowing that I had taken it before and they have a full money back guarantee. I just still wasn't ready to risk it. So I found um, a local one called, um, I think it's, it's called Brain Focus. And then there's another one called, I can't remember what the other one's called, but I'll, I'll try to find a link for it. And uh, it's it's taking about three days for it to kind of work up into my system, but I'm definitely feeling it today. Even though I'm still stuttering over my words, <laughs> I'm feeling a lot better about it. Well, man, you got to shoot me uh, the link of that name. I uh, yeah. That's something I struggle with a lot. It, I think it's because I'm a pot smoker. Like, I'm not okay. a chronic like I used to be or, like, a burnout or nothing. But uh, I smoke pretty consistently. And, uh, like, I've been going into the stores now that they're open and, like, having serious conversations. Like, no, no, no. Low THC. I want to feel like I'm kind of high. But I need that high CBD so I can still think. But yes. it's just that mental fog keeps catching up with me. I've been on uh, this... Because I'm on a, a, a diet right now. I'm on the... Uh, Bulletproof coffees. It's like this coconut mm. oil, butter, coffee. I'm very familiar. Yeah, very familiar. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a hell of a good way to start the morning, but it's starting to wear off even. I think I probably started smoking a little bit more recently. <laughs> I, I like the Bulletproof coffee because it slows down the boost of caffeine in your system. So it's like it's like a, the fat plus a, the fatty in the butter, the fat in the butter plus the caffeine plus the protein or something like that. No, the fatty, the protein, the butter, the fat in the oil, and then the, the caffeine, it supposedly slows down so you don't get that huge caffeine bolt, but then also the crash. It's supposed to prolong that so you, still, you feel better for longer. Hmm. But yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Bulletproof. I just hate the process of that. I, I already have a ritual for coffee and then a second ritual before I can drink it. I don't know, man. That's that's a little, a little extreme for me. Yeah, I... <laughs> I've, I guess this is my first real coffee ritual before work, so I don't mind it too badly. Like, yeah. I, it throws me off on the days off because I don't want to go through everything for it. But I've found, like, the uh, the redneck workaround is use one of those shaker cups you have for the protein shakes. Oh, you yeah. just mix everything in there, shake it up, and then you're good to go. Oh, you just have idea, to be dude. careful because it's already hot and you've shaken it up. If you don't oh, yeah. like release the lids slowly, I have soaked my kitchen in coffee before I left for work. <laughs> so it's like four thirty in the morning, and I'm like wiping down cupboards in the side of the fridge, like <laughs> trying not to wake anybody up. Oops. <laughs> yeah, hey, I love it. Yeah, I, I used to use the magic bullet for that. It was uh, not the vibrator, but the the blender, and I found that it worked out pretty well to just do that because it also gives you time. You can, you can um. Like leave that lid on for a little bit, let it cool down a bit, and then you also have a lid that you can just fasten on and drink out of. So it makes life a little bit easier. But yeah, man, that, that's a fun. That's a fun ritual. Is if so, mine is like I like to freshly grind, and then 
warm them up a little bit and then put them in the cup. Sometimes it doesn't always work with the kids going crazy. Sometimes I just go old fashioned drip, but yeah. Bulletproof that's coffee, I'm a fan, and if you're on it. I'm happy to hear that too. Do you find it helps with any like if you drink large amount large amount of coffee? Do you find that it helps with heartburn or anything indigestion or anything like that? I've been so lucky. I haven't gotten like uh, heartburn yet, but maybe that's just because like I'm turning 31 in a couple of months. Like I'm still on the low end of getting old, <laughs> so like I know it's coming for me. Like oh yeah, I got Pepto Bismol for Christmas. <laughs> like. I'm seeing my older friends starting to get like real amped about antacids and shit. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah uh, buddy. That's a fun world to be part of. I, I drink uh, cold coffee and then I'll get the mm. heartburn, so I know that I have to heat it up now. But uh, yeah, that was a fun adventure. Yes, the joys of getting old, my man. That, that's what the Not After Thirty podcast is all about. Well, getting, so- getting older and then talking about how good it used to be. It's so wild, like having those conversations and they just like recently they started popping up more and more where you're talking about something. You're like, you know, like it was two or three years ago, like this trade happened or, you know, this song came out and then you go to Google it and it's over a decade. And you're like, Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that that's actually the worst. And I, I don't know if you if you know, like in our area, we have like this um, like it's a nostalgia mixtape uh, touring concert and bands like. Aqua and Len and Left Said Fred and S Club Seven and all these like one hit wonders that came out in the mid to late nineties and then the early, early two thousands. And I'm like, I still remember when those albums I remember buying those CDs. It can't be they can't be the nostalgia tour already. And then I was talking with my client today and she's like, We were talking about Blink One Eight Two and she goes, Yeah, they just released the twenty five year anniversary of Enema of the State. Are you fucking kidding me? 25 motherfucking... Where did that time go? How many gray pubes do I have right now? What is going on? Well, here's a weird connection to the Midnight Owl. Uh, the leader of Blink-182, he left music. Yeah, so Tom along. Yeah, so he could go hunt UFOs. Yeah, so fucked up. <laughs> I love it. Well, d- depending on, depending on, on who you believe, because if you ask uh, Travis Bar- Bar- Barker and... Um, well, oh, fuck, what's the other guy's name? Oh, my God, I can't believe I remember. Ah, oh, fuck. Anyways, they'd say they kicked him out, but Tom DeLonge says he left the band. So whoever you want to believe. I probably believe the people are still in it. Yeah. Anyways, my man, that's a good, good strong pre-ramble to get into this, I guess, a little bit more serious of a topic other than Grey Pubes and Blink-182. But I'm trying to put together this, this little sub-series from the Not After 30 podcast, and I it's called Pod Life, and I want to interview other podcasters about podcasting. And I know we kind of did something like this when we introduced you to to the Nana Nation, but I thought it was good to revisit this. We did something like this with Mark Blevis a couple months back, and I'm going to try to get more people into it. But I guess you, I guess officially you're episode one, but technically episode number two of Pod Life. So, my friend, welcome to Pod Life. Thanks, buddy. No problem. So, Tim Carr, first things first, why are you podcasting? I've asked myself that question a ton of times. And uh, it's funny because I always come up with a new answer, especially like if I'm trying to explain it to somebody that doesn't know or kind of knows about podcasting or just month to month, the answer always kind of changes a little bit. But for me, why I'm podcasting 
I like to tell stories and I had to get, find a way to get out of my own head and just start telling stories. So one day I hit record with a few friends. Uh, it, we talked about it on my last episode there. We did a, uh, an episode called the council of Jeff where me and my buddy sat down. We went uh, through three different iterations of shows we were going to try to release, but we never just found that sound and put it out. So I eventually just did my own thing, and now I'm bringing them back on. But why did I start initially? It's just just to get out of my own head, just to start telling stories, just to see if I could. Did it ever occur to you that no one would listen? Like, did you that ever was that ever like a, a factor for you? Or did you think, you know, I have at least five friends that are going to listen to this. You know what's kind of fucked up? I did it because I thought no one would listen. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, I could just do it, and there was never going to be any kind of repercussion. Like, (laughs) I could just put it out there, and if I embarrass myself or put out something terrible and super cringy, no one I knew would ever listen to it. But then I couldn't shut up about the fact that I was doing a podcast, (laughs) so everybody I know is starting to listen to the show that I'm doing. and I Yes. Great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because that's, that's kind of interesting, right? Because you have the, that small circle that are going to kind of check it out and support you no matter what. And then you have the kind of secondary circle that may listen. And then you have that third that are like, why is he doing this? And then you have like that fourth circle that are like, oh, I remember that guy. He's doing a podcast or he has a podcast or what's going on here. And I think that as long as you can have a ripple effect between each one of those circles... You, you're going to start building an audience. You got to hope that at least. Yeah. Well, and my real hope is just to to take this year and learn how to make a podcast that's good. And then after that, if I'm confident what I'm doing is actually funny or informative, you know, everything else should follow in line with that. As long as I got the energy and I can put it back in, like I, I don't need people that know me to to have that buy-in because apparently they already like me and I have no idea why. I'll just have to start going outside of those circles and and working and I don't know. Uh, how how about you? Why did you start podcasting? Oh man, um, well, I always I I became a, a very early adapter to podcasting. Uh, I've probably been listening to podcasts for probably over 10 years, maybe 11 years or 12 years. And like I remember listening to podcasts in my parents' basement, forcing my younger brother, who we were playing video games together at the time, and I was like, well, you got to listen to this. It's called a podcast. It's kind of like AM radio. And like you got to listen. Like Joe Rogan has a podcast. And we, we were listening from like maybe episode seven, six or seven, give or take. And um, and now he's like, like, I don't know, like over a thousand and – yeah, we just, I just, I got into it and I was like, man, I love this. I love this. It's not censored. At the time, actually, that I remember, at the time Howard Stern went to satellite or he had been at satellite for about a year and I couldn't find him. I couldn't find any bootlegs, bootleg copies. And all I want, all I really wanted to do was listen to Howard Stern swear. And, you know, he was always one of those like masters of getting close to swearing or saying something you know, that wasn't allowed, but then he would veer away from it. And even the guests that he had or the co-hosts he had, they, they were always kind of close to swearing. And I was like, I just want to hear him drop a fucking F-bomb. Just fucking drop it. 
And yeah. I remember looking around and then looking through the podcast app on my iPod at the time and seeing that and then realizing like I recognized some of the names from uh, Kevin Smith was another one. And um, yeah, I, I just, I, I became an early adapter and then the natural evolution being like, I think I can do this. I mean, I feel like when I get together with my buddies, we're all trading stories and I'm getting like, I'm getting laughs and it might be because I like to say outrageous things, whether they be true or not. I enjoy the pop. I enjoy the, the laugh of that, the, the, the kind of comedian's um, heroin. But I also think that I have something to say. So for me, it was kind of half and half. My brother's step-brother-in-law posted something on his Facebook saying, um, I'm looking for a co-host to this podcast thing if anyone's interested. And I, I came on. I was like, dude, I'm, the, I'm your man for this. I love podcasts, and I think I'm funny. So that counts for a lot. And uh, at that point, this podcast, well, which eventually became the Not For 30 podcast, it was called the Garage Dad podcast. And it was this dude, Aaron, not Aaron Chalupa, Aaron Alfred. And he was, uh, he just built a small studio in his garage, in the back end of his garage. And we were just recording. I was telling like these fucked up stories from like, there's a, my school, my, my high school was notorious for this prostitution ring that was going on. And not that I was in the middle of it, but the girl who was running it was in my English class. And I told this ridiculous story of how she offered me a blowjob, but I assumed she was, she was saying that she was going to give me a blowjob and she was like a, a big old round chick, like, I don't know, Middle Eastern, possibly big, heavy red lipstick, blue eye shadow, like slick black hair and a ponytail and easily 325 pounds. And, um, and I was like, no, I'm good. And she's like, no, 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 no. I got these bitches. I got these bitches. If you want to get them, suck your cock. I'm like, uh, and I, you know, <laughs> like I'm grade 10. I'm still afraid of girls and I'm telling this ridiculous story. And so that story, it didn't go viral, but my buddy, Jimmy, um, he, he, I guess I put on my Facebook saying like, check the, check out what we did. And he downloaded and record and listened to it. And he said he was laughing so hard. He had to pull over and I'm like, fuck Jimmy's a nice guy, but he's not that nice. And if he's saying that about that story, we might be onto something. And that's that's kind of just how it started. I don't know. I I enjoy the, I enjoy the craziness, the randomness, and that's kind of like the way my brain works, anyways. So I felt felt natural. Well, it's really interesting. You said that you responded to your brother in law's Facebook post, like to come on and co-host with him. But now you're like the main host of Not After 30 and you're the leader of the network. Did you ever, like, when did that come about or did you see that happening where all of a sudden you'd be the center of it? Wow. Um, well, he, I was bugging him like crazy and I, I probably shouldn't have bugged him as much as I did, but I was bugging him like crazy because I want to do it more and more. And he had his obligations. He had a young kid. Um, and he was, he, he was at a job he didn't like, and he was, he was trying to find a new gig and he was trying to, excuse me, he's trying to, you know, work out in the morning, like at 5 AM and then go downtown and then come back. And I was like, dude, let's record tonight. That's, I got this crazy story. Let's record tonight. And he kept saying, oh man, it's maybe another night, blah, blah, blah. He's kind of giving me the runaround about it, but I was just so like, I was so into it. And then one day it was probably uh, around January or so. He's like, yeah, man, like I'm not really into doing this. But if you want to do it, like, you know, you can take over and, and just do it. I'm like, I don't know what to do, man. I don't, I, I barely know how to hit record. 
And he's like, I'll show you. It's not hard. I'm like, oh, how do we get on iTunes? He's like, fuck iTunes. Just stay on SoundCloud. And I was like, no, no, no. We got to get on iTunes. So he helped me get onto iTunes. And after that, that's kind of like the last last thing I I, um, I talked to Aaron about for this. He named the podcast. Um, I And that, I guess that's the hardest thing when... We, I was telling the story about how I was drinking one weekend, and I'm like, man, I just can't drink like I used to, not after 30. And he's like, yo, that's it. That's the name of the podcast. And and so, like, we just stuck it, and I didn't – after I took over, I was like, well, fuck it. We already – like, we already made these T-shirts. We might as well just fucking keep the name. And, um, yeah, and, and then from that point, I knew that I knew that I wanted to play along with – like, I wanted to play this podcast game. Like, I wanted to – I, I, like an like a method actor, just like try it out and see how long I could do it before someone's like, "You're not a podcaster, stop doing this." And then I just I, I pulled more people in, and then we had like crazy ideas. We used to, I still want to do them, but it's harder now with kids. But I, we used to do these uh, drink companion shows where we'd have like five or six people come down, and we'd we'd all bring the same type of liquor but different brands, and we'd all try one. We would all do like a half shot. And they would make a drink with that same booze. And then by the end of the show, we're all fucked up. And we're just That's like... fucking hilarious. Just, yeah. And like, we had one that was so crazy. It was called the Tequila Chronicles. And I... It was so crazy that I actually had to pull it down. Because like, not my wife, but wives and husbands of people who were on it were like, please take this down. It's too embarrassing. <laughs> and, and so I took it down for like months and months and months. And then... A couple a couple of months back, I I re-uploaded it under a different name, and you'll you'll know it's the name because it doesn't match any of the all all my naming always goes the same same way na thirty dash episode number blah 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 dash the title, and then this one's just like random numbers. You'll figure it out if you're looking for it. Well, I'm going uh, back probably... through the uh, <laughs> the library right now, so I'm looking yeah. forward to finding that. If you can find it, I will not deny what what it is. Oh man. I, I just so funny as you were talking about like you get that bug and I've I've got the same thing and I've got a like I was talking about my buddies and I'm trying to play it real cool like you're kind of like, trying to entice a woman or something like that you're like oh hey like what's up like what are you up what are you up to Sunday oh yeah you're busy but like do you have an hour I like I could call you up we could get on the mics or whatever you know like it's cool if you can't but I want to get on the mics let's get on the fucking mics <laughs> totally right it it, it becomes like. You know, just like the people who get addicted to CrossFit and they're like, oh, I got to get to CrossFit. It's 5 a.m. I got to be at CrossFit. It's the exact same thing with podcasting because you get that flow. You get the that that endorphin rush. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it feels good and it feels right. And for like maybe natural storytellers or people who enjoy conversation, like so many times I watch these conversations at work and they're just... I'm going to say women for the argument of this story, but these two women are talking, but they're not talking. They're just waiting for their turns to talk. They're not listening to the other person. And that shit doesn't fly with podcasting. If you do that, it will not sound good. And on top of that, you won't feel good. Like you won't feel like you have this great fulfilling conversation. You're just going to feel like you, you just spoke your mind. And with podcasting, when you have an engaging conversation, people will want to listen and when people want to listen, they'll want to listen more. So, oh yeah, it's it's amazing when you can go back to the edit and you can pull that like two, three, five minutes and like show somebody, but like 
this is where you weren't yes anding, or this is where we weren't really playing. Like, right? just tell me you want to jump off that point. You don't want to talk about it. But like, if I can tell that you're just sitting there waiting to say your point, we're not moving any of the conversation forward. Yeah. And it becomes a shitty first date, really. <laughs> Do you ever have to stop yourself? Like, uh, from time to time, like I'll, I'll be out with friends or something like that. And as a conversation's happening, I just want to be like, oh my God, this would be great for the podcast. <laughs> like, oh, constantly man so so many times that not only do all my friends and family roll their eyes but now people tell me to shut up like please stop stop and it happens actually at work a lot so for those who who listen who don't know my full-time gig is a hairstylist and i've been doing it for years and i'm pretty good at it and i might see between 10 to 15 clients a day and i'll try my hardest not to mention that I have a podcast, but sometimes it comes up <laughs> and my coworkers get so annoyed because they, <laughs> they, they may, if so, so back in February, when you and I met, I could not stop talking about how crazy that night was for us, how much fun it was. I might've told the same story 10 to 15 times a day for at least 25 days straight. I just couldn't help it. It was like the biggest thing in my life at the time. I just I, I was I was just on a cloud nine about that. You'd have Even to be, man. Cra- yeah, and the crazier thing, the very next day, we had a drunk driver hit our parked car, which totaled our car, which then put us into the, like, this very stressful situation. I was still talking about the award show because podcasting means that much to me. And, I mean, not only that, to have Kyle, who, you know, not only being a, the best buddy, but he's also a huge supporter of the show. He he comes out. He he lives, you know, like at East End, East End of um, the GTA. He's all the way in Oshawa. He's still coming out to support us. I have John and John there. Greta couldn't make it, but like Jordan came. Like all these people came out to support, and that's what it's like. That's where you really see. It's like wow, man. These people, they may not believe in the dream as much as I do, but they believe in me, and that that's what really is special. So I don't know. I don't know if that even answered your, your question about being in the center of all this stuff. But I know I'm a, I'm a big glue guy. Like I'm a big I keep I try to keep my, my friends together, my sports teams together, family together. I, I like that camaraderie. So I don't mind being the center of things and asking people to come on and do things. You know, as long as as long as they're having fun doing it, I don't mind being that guy. But yeah, I don't know. I don't care about that kind of stuff. I just I just want to have I would just want something where creative people are building and creating things. And that I can be part of that. I don't want to, I don't have to be the ringleader. I just want to be part of the show. That's awesome, man. I guess. Sorry, man. I mean, no, I'm, that, I'm that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like fuck all that other stuff. I don't like, you know, like the, the moniker of El Jefe was done upon me from Aaron Chalupa. One, one night when he came, he came to visit and we got way too drunk. We had this like really late podcast and he just put it out there. And I'm like, I like that. I like that a lot. It just felt cool, you know, like felt cool that someone was giving me that and I'd have to give it to myself. But yeah, man, it was. Well, that's the reason I joined the network, honestly. Like we had a one conversation uh, after we had met, you know, like and, and not dissing Kyle or anything. I wasn't even part of the network. I showed up for you guys getting your trophy. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so like that in our conversation, like 
No, like all the ownership of all the material is still mine and all that stuff. Any creatively that I wrote that I want to go down, I still get to do. So that was, you know, like, absolutely. Like, there was no control you ever tried to put no. on to my show, which is pretty awesome to be as small as I am and have an opportunity like that. The the only thing I've ever asked you to, to do that to do was just like, hey, Say you're part of the network. Don't be a dick, and like, don't kill anybody. And be like, ha ha, Nana Nation. This is for you. Hack. You know, <laughs> rap, as rap. long as you're not. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're not doing that. Like, because hey, I, and I've told you this like a hundred times. Like, you are good at what you do. You're very good at what you do. I should say. I don't want to get in the way of that. I just want you to like, to keep growing and keeping this awesome podcaster with like this really polished content and really fun to listen to stuff that kind of like. Excuse me. It gets it gets me excited to listen to, but also gets a hair on the back of my neck to stand up. And as long as long as you're doing that, and I can watch and I, I can be proud, I'm the, I'm that's that's my I'm happy with that. So I I don't want any creative control over your stuff. I want you to do you you to do you you to do you boo, and I just want to watch. I can respect that, man. Thank you. Hey, man. It's all good. Um, okay, so now that you've got a couple episodes under your belt. And you've got some kind of rhythm. Do you find yourself ever funked out? Hmm. Uh, time to time. Like, I was starting to feel a little bit hemmed in by the, the theme of my show. Just because it's supernatural and occult. And, like, as I'm doing research, there's a lot of repetitiveness coming up and stuff like that. And, like, I was listening to some other shows and I just wasn't really digging the vibe of what people were doing. It's all doom and gloom and I'm, I'm trying to do something different so it's it was just like I, I've never written this much so taking three weeks to write a script that's over and done with and I gotta get on to the next thing is just it, it was turning into a lot of work okay and and how do you normally find yourself getting around that or or even like how, like how do you get through that when when Tim gets stuck like do you need to like start something else and then go back to it or what, what happened? Or do you just grind it out? Uh, I have been grinding it out, uh, but I there's always a moment where I can finally kind of see what I'm working with and then turn it into something else. Like, I've got the, the point of the show. And after talking to you the other day about, like, the ghost hunting episode where, like, the ending was good, but the start was just kind of blocky and boring, more or less. Yeah. You know, like it was a little bit of like a lost road. Yeah. So like I, I kinda took a look at it and I, I think I came back with campfire stories, but uh going forward, being able to take a break and just do a fun show with my buddies, like I won't feel the pressure to get that show out within three weeks. You know, mm-hmm. uh I, I'm hoping I my intention is to keep the three week schedule of the Midnight Owl but people aren't going to be waiting three weeks for a show from me. So I'm not going to feel like, oh, this has to be great. Or every single day off that I have from work, I'm going to be sitting on the computer hacking this out. It just feels like a weight's been lifted, that I'm still creating content, that I'm still editing, I'm getting behind the mic, but it doesn't, there's not that huge buildup where I'm just so sick and tired of looking at the same words over and over again that I'm like done with a script by the time I actually get to record. I I think that's really good. And I think that that shows like a level 
of seriousness that you take in being a podcaster and like the badge that, you know, like this is, this is just a passion project, but you're, you're taking it serious as opposed to being like, ah, we get to it, we get to it. And if not, we, we don't get to it, whatever. And I, I find that's, that's where guys like us, like amateur podcasters or amateur broadcasters die off. Yeah. What I would call that the pod fade. Oh, that's hilarious. So yeah, if it wasn't a thing, it is now, but yeah, you get like four or five episodes in and you're like, yeah, this is easy. And then episode six, seven, eight, you're like, ah, I guess. And then by episode like 15, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. You can always you know, hear that, it in someone's voice where they're just like meandering or they just want to hear themselves fucking talk. So it's just like, they're not saying anything. Just putting more noise out into the void, man. Like, or or everything they're saying is contradicting each other. Yeah, yeah. It, it's happened here, you know. Like, um, John had John had his own show, Going Deep, and the goal was for him to just have like a deep interest. Like, sometimes we'll talk, and he'll just go down like this rabbit hole that's all kind of wacky and kind of is is partially making sense and partially not making sense. And, uh, and sometimes when I listen to him, I'm like, dude, you could definitely have something here. People would definitely want to listen to you, but he, he, I think he went maybe five, six episodes. And actually I think me and Kyle did one episode on him, like without him. And like, I just, he, he just, he just fizzled out. He, he doesn't want to be able he doesn't want to be a catalyst in a show. And it, it happened with him and Jesse. Jesse had his own show for like a hot second and then that phase of the, like, they, they'd rather be number two chairs than number one chair. And that's fine because, I mean, you can still be part of something, but you really have to have that ambition. You have to have that foresight. If you want to be chair number one, if you want to be the, the, the first voice on, you kind of have to have that, that layout. You have to have that idea. You have to always kind of be brewing an idea and, and be ready to create some kind of content, whether it be, you know, like the campfire stories, which, by the way, I fucking can't get through that episode, dude, because it's too freaky. <laughs> like, I, I can't I can't handle that kind of shit, man. That stuff keeps me up at night, and then every creak in my house, I think it's some kind of fucking axe murder. Well, hopefully I can get you on the next episode. I'm hoping to do another one for Halloween, get you to read one. Ooh. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I want the light one. I want the one where it ends up being just like uh, the, the wind pushing the branch against the window or something, as opposed to fucking crazy person with one eyeball. And a fucking dagger. So you didn't get to the part where I read my grandma's story? I got, I got the, 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 the camping one mm-hmm. with, with that one. I was like, oh, fuck Tim on this one. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, this, this one's freaking me out way too much. Fair. But yeah, man, it, it's the, the content part I find of being a podcaster and being, I mean, we're like a hundred episode, hundred and forty episodes on the NA thirty feed, and then like dozens and dozens of sub series. We do like one for all the sports teams. I think, I think we're at something like actually, I'd probably tell you, but our our track listing is ridiculous. We're probably close to two hundred, two hundred. Um, I think we're releases. around two fifty. Yeah, it sounds sounds right. It's something somewhere. Um, does this tell me? No, it tells me we're, we're at 46,100 downloads. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I didn't know. I didn't think it would be that high. Let's see here. 291 tracks. Holy um, crap. 
Yeah, so I, I guess we're all close. To, we'll probably be at track 300 uh, probably by the end of the summer, I, I would imagine. But Oh, wouldn't we all meet up if we could get that <laughs> as 300? Could, you know what? We'll just make it 300 regardless. We'll just hold off, yeah. But um, yeah, so what was, what was I getting with that, with that point? There we go. My ADD's kicked in. But okay, so creating creating content for three hundred episodes, like it's not easy. But I mean, sometimes we we go over things, and like I always find it fun because what my opinion was three years on something may not be the same opinion today. We used to do this this podcast um, on Valentine's Day called Bad Valentines, where we just get bad stories, bad Valentine stories, and we'd either read them or we get people to tell them. And I thought it was like oh, that was a great concept, but after the third year, we're like, oh man, like. We can't, like, I can't, I don't have any other bad stories. Like, all the other stories are good. And nobody's going to download a podcast about good Valentines. Like, that sucks, so. That's an amazing concept. I can't wait to hear them. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you, you have to, there, there was a couple, there was actually one that was, like, my favorite one is by Smash Wrestling's, vo- the voice of Smash Wrestling, Scott Hunter. And he tells this ridiculous story. Actually, I think he wrote it in. But a ridiculous story about getting, like, the worst hand job. Like over the jeans, but not under, not through the jeans, but over the jeans, hand job, and it was just a mess. And oh man, it, it, go back. I can't remember what episode it is, but I think it's Bad Valentine's number two. If you if you guys are looking for it, but it's an absolute ridiculous story. And I I think I was reading it. I couldn't get through it, not because I can't read, because I was laughing the whole time. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, so. When it, like, I think we all want to be successful podcasters. Like we, we all kind of have that dream of being successful. But what would be, I'm not saying the end goal in successfulness, but what would be your next goal in success for you? Hmm. So my first goal is I want uh, 10,000 downloads by 2020. So where are you at now? I'm at 2,600, I think. On my feed. Right. So it's okay. a pretty big dream. Like, I'm going to push for it, make sure I get the episodes out. Probably have to do a little bit of self-promotion, see if I can hit that goal. And then by July of 2020, I want to be able to go back two episodes, listen to what I did, and not cringe at anything. Just find <laughs> it like, yeah, totally listenable. That was a good show. And then going forward from that, the next year after that, I want to... I want to build an audience up to about if I could get 5,000 consistent listeners, then I would feel like I have an actual audience and I, I could play a little bit towards them, get some interaction, kind of that give and take between what I'm doing and what they feel like they're listening to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like I, I got to work on how to do that is how to reach out. Yeah, the, the audience building thing, I think, is so it's such an intriguing conversation, right? Because the 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 experts will tell you um, a couple of years ago, we got approached and about being bought. And they're like, well, how many sub- subscribers do you have? And I think at the time we might have had like 150 subscribers on iTunes alone, mm-hmm. which was like and then I think we only have like maybe like 100 on soundcloud and whatever and then i I don't know what other platforms read it i only look at those two but they're like wow that's amazing i was like is it though because like the all the podcasts that i listen to have hundreds of thousands of listeners and downloads and it's it's just wild and they're like no for canadian that is money i'm like 
really? They're like, oh yeah. They're like, as if you have a hundred subscribers, you are considered a successful podcast. And I hung my hat on that for a little while. I felt like that was like a good part to be at. But now that now that I'm now that we're like two years past that, and like the growth has been a little bit, but not really where I want it to be. I really strive to be to be at like a, a really big round number. If I could be at you know like 500 subscribers i'd feel a little bit more accomplished with it yeah well, f- or even higher i mean of course higher but now the the podcast market is so saturated it's a, it you know if i feel like when i hear other people have podcasts i give like suspicious hippo eyes i'm like why why do you have a podcast now like what are you saying that's so important what are you saying that are going to take listeners away from my podcast to listen to your podcast Yeah, that's such a tough mentality to get past because like one of the main beautiful things about the podcasting community is how it's supposed to be non-competitive or at least it was in the previous five years. Like and now that it's saturated, it is starting to change. But like bringing somebody else onto your show, exposing them to your listeners, you bringing somebody else onto their show, exposing them to their listeners, like that was the way it was done. It was fucking cowboy, right? But now like, fucking networks are getting involved dr phil has a goddamn podcast it's yo fuck dr phil fuck dr phil dr oz fucking (laughs) who's that one comedian uh shit he's got like a game show now he does a true crime podcast and i guess he's massive uh fuck you i drew carey not drew carey i gotta i gotta look this up because it's uh gonna kill me (laughs) if i don't all right just because yeah, it's I, so ridiculous. Uh, like our world as amateur podcasters compared to real celebrities and their following, you can't even, it's not even fair. It's not even a fight. Yeah. Uh, I can't seem to find his name right now, but uh, okay. he's like got a primetime game show and then he does that. I think he was like in fucking Drillbit Taylor. Like, what? Yeah, this fucking guy. I forget. True Crime Podcast. This is fucking killing me. I'm sorry. I've ground this to a fucking halt over this. <laughs> man, you really fucked up our flow, man. Right? It's kind of a gift yeah. and a curse, really. <laughs> ah, it's okay. fucking, I'm going to find him. You, you, whenever you do, it's all good. You let me know. <laughs> I'm drinking... I'm drinking Ace Hill and one of their peach rattlers that I bought for my wife. And I was like, you know what? I don't want anything too heavy this late. I just want something light and sweet. And this is fucking hitting the mark. We're not sponsored by Ace Hill. But Ace Hill, if you're curious, what's up? Give me a call. Yeah, this is fantastic. Uh, Ace Hill peach rattler. Good for the summertime. Well, the boys at work, and uh, they're wild, man. They uh, discovered Palm Bay and rum is actually mm-hmm. really delicious, which does not sound like that's a good fucking combination for a solid no. night. It tastes really good, but you can't taste the rum at all, so. But doesn't that already have vodka in it? Yes, it does. Okay, good. So we're talking about the same thing. Awesome. That's a death wish right there. Oh, these boys are off the wall. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta appreciate those unique brand of humans that throw 
throw uh, common sense out the window and they're just like, you know what? I don't give a shit. I'm mixing everything together. Well, man, when you're getting off a night shift, like sometimes you have to come home at like 8 a.m., go out on your porch, cook a steak, drink a beer before you go to bed for the day. That's so crazy. I, I can't get over that. It's a different kind of life. I uh, That's it. I try to explain it to other people just because I think I'm probably the only one on a continental shift that I know. And it's just like you you can't really understand what like the 3 a.m. lifestyle is trying to search for like, you know what? I could, I could go for lunch right now. Oh, fuck me. It's 4 a.m. and I live in a small town. <laughs> Uber Eats ain't got you there. All right. So when it comes to podcasting overall, what kind of investment do you want to make into podcasting, like equipment-wise? Are you, are you the type of person that has to get the best of the best, or are you going to just try to make, make do with what you have? Do you have kind of a limit within your mind, or are you just going, you're like, you know what, I'm going to make, I'm going to do this, whatever, $2,000 investment, and I'm just going to buy, buy high quality. It will force me to use it because I'll see that investment there. Or for you, you're like, you know, can I put this together on a shoestring, shoestring budget? And if I hate it, I'm not that far in the hole. Well, I started off with the Snowball mic, which was about like 50 bucks. And then I upgraded to the Blue Yeti, which was $100. And then I spilled a cup of coffee into my laptop, so I had to buy a new computer. And I upgraded my mic. Yeah, I think... For anybody starting out, I would suggest start small. The Yeti is a great microphone. You can turn it so that you can capture a room full of people and it doesn't sound horrible. And you can work on your editing afterwards and you can kind of bring up the sound quality from there. But uh, $2,000, there's no need for it. You're not going to get any better kind of sound quality. I, I know a few people in bands and stuff like that. So I, I sat down with them and I talked to them about what I would actually need. And it was more about mic placement and, you know, like maybe $400, probably less than that. You could get yourself a really good setup. I would have to agree. I'd have to agree. We actually started the very like Garage Dad podcast. Uh, we started with just the mic. Or he, Aaron had these like really super shitty mics. And then I then the, he couldn't get them to work. He bought them off another guy. And he couldn't get him to work properly. And then I was like, you know what, dude? I'm just going to buy... I bought the Snowball, and uh, the blue Snowball. And I thought it was like amazing. The sound quality jumped up. And then um, and then I, I went a little crazy because I'm the type of person that kind of starts obsessing. And, and I'm like, okay, I can get this, this, and this for this much money. And I feel like this is worth it. So I brought I bought four studio mics oh, with stands. Nice. And... and and uh, screens and uh, and spit guards and all that stuff. And then I bought a soundboard and I and then I just I, I had this Mac Mini that initially we had bought for basically just to be a giant hard drive for photos. And uh, and I just started recording podcasts with it. But the setup looks decent enough that if I was to bring like just recently, Aaron inter- interviewed um, Jesse Lumsden, former CFLer, uh, three time Olympian. And he just did it with his his like his Yeti mic. That was a great was, interview. Yeah, that flew, man. That that interview just flew by. And Aaron, you know, he's a little bit nervous about sounding like a, a fanboy, but I thought he nailed it, man. For for what for what it's worth, I thought he nailed it for a first time interview 
with him. It's not like he, you know, they're good buddies or anything like that. I thought it flew. So, but you know, and I think that's that's he like I think you and him are, are doing it really right. Like you don't have to go overboard. I'm the type of personality that likes to go overboard because I feel like I'm like well, it's there. I'm gonna use it now. I'm not saying I don't so. have dreams, man. I saw this like <laughs> this whole board setup you can get. Uh, I think it's a Behringer, but uh, that yeah, uh, the calls you can have like f- it go right through the soundboard and everything, and it's got buttons so you could like if you had commercials, just hit the button, go straight to the commercial, or play sound clips straight from the board. Looks pretty yeah, damn. Their Behringer. That's what we actually have. Um, I think this is a 3275. No, hold on, let me see. Uh, no, it's a it's a Q10202 USB. But um, anyways, nice. The the point the point is it's like um, you, you start feeling really legit at that point, and then you you just I think you just kind of puff up the chest a little bit more, and you're just a little bit more proud. Like look at my baby. Not only is my baby like a thing. Not only do I have subscribers. But, like, we have this awesome soundboard. We got these mics. They're all color-coded. Like, we're badass. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Okay. Oh, so, uh, uh, one more the, thing before yeah. we jump off that. This is something that I recently discovered. So if any listeners of Nana Nation are out there and they think they want to get behind the mic, go down to your music store and talk to them. Like, do a little research ahead of time to know kind of what you would need. But you can rent an audio interface. You can rent XLR mics. Uh, audacity is free. You could get yourself all set up with like three mics and the software and probably be out like 20 bucks and just yeah. sit down behind the mics and do it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that there, there's um, like there's opportunity for anybody and they don't have to, they don't have to make huge investments on it and, and used the good thing about used um, equipment is that there's a really good chance it works as opposed to, you know, yeah. like if you, yeah, like if it's worked in a little bit, you're, you're going to be fine. You're definitely going to be fine. And if it's a rental, just yeah, hand, just hand it back. If you guys get behind the mic and then you hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're like, you're like the bumbling Canucks who had a, a two, a very short two episode series on the, on the network, you don't have to worry about, you know, all that money you spend on mic, mic stands and then uh, a computer. So John and Jesse, I'm looking at you. Okay, dude, I'm going to wrap this up, but I got a question, and this is how I'm going to be ending all of these Pod Life podcasts. Um, and it's, it's, it's meant to be a deep question, so I want you to think about it for a second. Okay. But what does a podcaster really mean to you? A podcaster is a voice of like-minded individuals. You're listening to that conversation from a certain point of view, and it, you can stop, you can pause, you can walk away at any time, but you stick around because you hear something that you think in yourself. If that made any sense. You know what? It, it's, it's very beautiful, my man. It's... um. I feel like the question uh, for guys like us, for people like us, podcasters like us, um, because these are passion projects and these are things that we're, that we're doing on our spare time with absolutely no monetary value, it, 
it has to mean it has to mean stuff like that. It has to mean, you know, like what Mark, Mike Mark um, Mark Levis said on his. Um, what what he really said is like, um, it's it's about being part of a community. It's about becoming part of a family, and for him, it, you know, it's a it's a family you got to choose, as opposed to the family that you got stuck with. And I like that. You know, I yeah, man, it totally rings true. And it I'm I'm excited to see um, what the next couple of guys that I interview, what what exactly they come up with because I think it's all going to be a little bit different. But I feel like it's just gonna be like it's gonna be gold because it's just it's gonna come it's gonna come from the heart and it, it I think it's a nice way to end the podcast because it leaves people being like this is why I'm going to listen to Tim Carr and the Midnight Owl because you know it's like I want to hear I want to hear what his voice has to say. With that being said, my man, thank you so much for being part of Pod Life. This is your Pod Life. Thanks for having me, brother. And I look hey, forward man, to everything the Nana Nation has uh, coming up in the next couple of months. Uh, I assume yeah, uh, the Leafs are probably just about out of the playoffs, so it's time to start the parade. <laughs> yep, yep. So um, now you're not like a huge sports fan, right? Like you're like a Fairweather fan? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Excellent. So you probably heard and saw all the stuff that happened with Ivana Toronto and her big playoff win can we count you in seeing that now we've had a fairweather fan absolutely crush in the playoffs can we count you in for next year oh i can never cheer for toronto i've burned so many bridges in that direction man no you don't have to cheer for toronto but can will you be part of next year's hockey pool and possibly win your chance of the nana nation championship belt and card hold cold hard cash oh i'm going after that belt that belt is mine. Right, wow. You and Dave, man, you guys are going to have to fight it out. Sounds good to me. All right, man. As always, thank you so much for tuning in, checking us out. This is Anthony Hafe for Tim Carr and the Midnight Owl. Check out the Midnight Owl. You hear the Midnight Owl here on the Not For 30 podcast bi-weekly. And you can check it. If you can't wait, check him out directly. Get him to those numbers, people. Come on. You heard what the man wants. Check out the Midnight Owl on all podcatchers. Good night. Good night.